Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Welcome to today's podcast. What are your thoughts on coincidences versus synchronicities? I'm guessing that you believe in them or are at least interested in them if you're listening to this podcast. Today we'll be exploring the topics of coincidences versus synchronicities with regard to paying attention to your purpose, why you're here, and then by paying attention and waking up to those synchronicities, allowing the flow of your life to unfold to that purpose. Because I'm thinking, through this whole world crisis, that thought might have entered your mind at some point during all this, at least in regard to what you now consider important. So let's get started. Coincidence, according to Webster's Dictionary, is defined as accidental but seemingly planned occurrence of events, ideas, etc. at the same time. To synchronize, according to Webster's, is to move or occur at the same time or rate, to cause to agree in time or rate of speed. I like the definition of synchronized because it's causal and not accidental. Synchronicities, a term often linked to the psychology of Carl Jung, is about meaningful coincidences. Not just things that happen, but meaningfully happen. Jung said synchronicity is an ever-present reality for those who have eyes to see. When we start to notice the coincidences that happen in our lives, usually, not always, but usually prompted by the the what-is-the-purpose-of-it-all kind of feelings that we have inside, When we start to notice the seemingly random occurrences, we start to wake up to the idea that these quote-unquote random occurrences just might be happening for a reason, for our benefit, for our expanded awareness, which is directly related to where you fit into the whole big puzzle piece of the universe. When you start to ask yourself those questions, what am I doing with my life? Is this even important? Do I matter? Where do I fit in? What is my true purpose? You start to notice things. And at first, when you start to notice things, you wonder if you're crazy. This is after you dismiss coincidences as just being coincidences, of course. So after that part in the process, our thoughts usually go to, did such and such just happen from that bird appearing at your window at just the right time, or that phone call you got when you were just thinking about that person at the same time, to waking up to dreams that take you in the direction you want to go. You start to create this rich, treasure-hunt-filled life that is truly guiding you all the time as to the choices and decisions that are in your highest and best interest, and also guide you when you are straying far, far away from your highest self. And when I say guiding you all the time, I mean all the time, every day, every hour, every minute, if you choose to live on that vibration, when you start to open that portal up and remain open to the fluid guidance and synchronicities that are available to you, not just the gifted or the spiritual or the meditating people, but to everyone. Though meditating helps, quieting your mind helps, grounding exercises help. They help a lot. They help because part of moving past, that was just a coincidence, to, um, I think that might have been a direct message from God or the universe as to what I ought to be doing at this point in my life is to come to a place of deciphering your own codes, your own dreams, your own dialectic messages, so that you can, one, notice when they happen, like really pay attention to what's going on so you can apply it to your own life. And I'm going to give you an example of that in a minute. 
Two, trust where the information comes from, meaning not from your gremlins, but from your wise sage self, your wise mind. And we'll get into discernment in a minute. And this phase takes time. Know that. Think of it in terms of, you know, you don't believe what everyone tells you is truth right away, right? You have to kind of sit with it and see if it feels right for you first. So you got to hang out in that phase for a little while. And three, so that you don't get caught up in the, oh my God, I just got a message from the universe or God or your ancestors or whatever your belief system is, and my life will be ever changed because of it. So it can be like that, lightning bolt style. Absolutely. But oftentimes it's the little synchronicities, the little moments and impulses we get that keep us moving forward in the magic, in the believing and the knowing that the universe is encouraging us to continue to flex this muscle so that when you're ready, you will notice and stand attention to the bigger things that come. I've got my dog by my side and he's chasing his toy. So if you hear some noise, that's him chasing his toy and trying to get my attention. I'm going to give you three examples of those from my own life, as I mentioned, so we can ground that concept and bring it around to you realizing, knowing, embracing, and then standing in the confident, clear space of your purpose your gifts, and what you are here to offer to the rest of us. But first, it's time to highlight one of our valued sponsors. Northern Pines Landscaping Design. In addition to cutting and maintaining your lawn, Northern Pines Landscaping plants colorful seasonal garden beds, trees, and shrubs, installs sod, plants grass, designs walkways, fire pits, patios, and retaining walls. You name it, they can do it for your yard. And if you've seen my Instagram posts and the patio I sit on every single day when the weather is good, you can see the work of Northern Pines Landscaping right on those posts. To contact them, check out their website at www.northernpineslandscaping.com. That's www.northernpineslandscaping.com. Okay, so grounding the concept. I'm going to use a work scenario from my former life in corporate America prior to the work I'm obviously doing now and give you three examples from that same scenario. So the first example is I mentioned noticing the little things, right? Moving past that coincidence phase. So, so here's my example. When I had my first child, my son, I went back to work, but I didn't want to. I had a great career ahead of me. I was making really good money. I had a bright future. I had good benefits. My mom was watching my son all seemingly well, right? All reasons my husband said I needed to stay there in that job. It made sense. I got it with my logical brain. But every time I drove into work, I would feel so flat because I wanted to be home. I, I, everything was telling me inside myself that, that was the next best step for me to take in my life was to be a stay-at-home parent. So on my drive into the city, I would hit this wall on Route 3, right around the Hang Mary before heading into Boston, a wall that made me feel like I was supposed to turn around and go back, literally and metaphorically. One day, driving in that area, when I was, once again, thinking about how nice it would be to quit and stay home because my priorities had changed and I didn't care about doing that job anymore, I wanted to be a stay-at-home parent and be home and enjoy every single minute with my my son Kyle a cardinal flew past my windshield low like close and flew into the woods on the other side of the highway now you may say just a coincidence and I kind of sort of did too at the time but there was another part of me that was like right at that moment I was thinking about changing my life and making a totally different decision a cardinal a bright 
red, beautiful cardinal that hangs out primarily in backyards, such as my own, and not concrete highways with tons of cars going back and forth across four lanes, flies past me. I started to notice that the universe was supporting my thoughts, but I still didn't quit my job yet. I was simply waking up to the coincidences. Now on to the second example about trusting the information. This is about learning to decipher your own codes and discerning where the information comes from between those gremlin thoughts and between that, that higher place where you're like, I know a force is guiding me. I don't know how it works, but I know something's happening here. So I had been meditating for a few years at this point. And one day during my afternoon meditation, I saw an image. Things come to me clairvoyantly, they tend to, meaning with my second sight, not with my waking eyes, but with my closed ones. So that wasn't anything new, but the image was of a plane in flight that suddenly exploded right before my eyes. At that point in my journey, I freaked out. I immediately thought, because part of my career and definitely the future path that the company I was working for had planned for me, was to travel. So my, my thought was, I'm going down in a plane and my son will be left with no mother. I had anxiety up the wazoo, as I'm sure you can understand, and I'm sure most of you would feel the same way. So I went to my husband, and I said, okay, now I really think I need to quit. And nope, the conversation was, we need the benefits, the security. He had just started his own business. It was too risky. My mom was taking care of my son, blah, blah, blah. My husband has come a long way since then as an aside, but this was still kind of at the beginning with me with regard to my intuition really taken off. So there we were, me with my images and impulses and him with the rational brain and practical course of action. After some more months went by and my nervous system subsided from that meditation, I started to open up to the idea that maybe there was another interpretation about the dream. I didn't really know what it was. I just started to open up to it. So my thoughts started to go to, you know, maybe there really was something else for me, like, you know, being a mother, being home full time, but also that I didn't belong in my job anymore for a reason. Like there was a bigger plan for me. So my thoughts just kind of expanded. I still didn't quit my job, but I started to think about this concept from that dream. It just, my thoughts just started to expand. And, you know, I still wasn't sure yet if it was like a gremlin thought, like you're going to die in a plane crash. Or if it was, you know, God or the universe speaking to me in a language, like to get my attention, I just sat with it and I let it be, you know, cause again, now my nervous system has subsided from it. I was kind of over the, the panic of it. And I just kind of waited for that next course of instructions all while creating this own inner dictionary for myself, so to speak. Um, and this was, this was the process during that time. So I was just kind of hanging out, waiting for complete clarity because I wasn't a hundred percent ready or sure or clear in the instructions or, you know, was it a coincidence? Was it synchronicity? Is it a message from God kind of thing? You know? So that's where I was for a while. Now here's the third example. So now we're moving into the things that happen, the big ones, the ones that can be like, Oh my God, this happened and I'll never be the same. The the synchronicities that happen that can take you right out of your shoes, way past coincidence stage and more into that complete and silent knowing within yourself without needing to explain it or validate it to someone else. So later that year of 2000, I had a dream, a doozy dream. In the dream, I was sitting with a girlfriend of mine on a set of steps outside of a house, and I was smoking. I don't smoke. I never did. 
but she pointed to my lungs and she shook her head in this grave way. And instantly I knew in the dream that if I stayed in my job, I was going to become sick, like the big kind of sick. And instantly I also knew as soon as I woke up that the lungs, the area that she pointed to in the dream are also in the heart area and that I wasn't honoring my heart and what it really wanted to do and what the universe wanted me to do either. And that as a result, that's where I was headed by not honoring my heart. I knew this both in the dream and in my waking state, the nanosecond I opened my eyes. The dream had nothing to do with smoking, which is why the contrast of that image was so crystal clear to me in that lung and heart area. I knew what I needed to do with my intuitive brain. Instantly, I was done and I was going to quit my job. There was nothing more to question or wonder or ask permission for. I didn't freak out about becoming sick either because I knew I wouldn't. I just knew I was done my job. I also knew in that instant that that plane dream that exploded in my mind in that meditation was God speaking to me in a language I could understand at the time and where my nervous system was, was like, you got to do something different. It wasn't about me dying. It was about my career blowing up because it wasn't the right career for me anymore. So very quietly, very confidently, I knew I was done. There was no other freak out needed. The best part, though, was my husband came home that day and said he decided that the best decision for us after thinking about it was that I should stay home. Synchronicity that at the very same time I knew what I wanted and needed to do, so does he, I think not. It goes without saying that I quit my job and that my husband's business took off. I listened to the guidance. I applied it. I trusted the direction the universe was taking me, which was for me was to be home with my then son. And you know, then I had a second child after that. So to be home with my children and the bigger picture of paying more attention to my intuition while I raised my children to start working with it more because it felt like I should. And by doing that, by paying more attention to my dreams and the guidance that later came to me through lots of different ways It led me to go back to school, to become a counselor, to get back to my first love of writing, and to eventually do this podcast here. So all guidance, all following it, all getting past that coincidence phase and opening up to the purpose through these synchronicities that happen when we wake up to it, all with the initial question of what do you want me to do because I'm feeling like this ain't it. And when you start those questions you know, you, you start to, you're, you're asked for, you know, you're, you're answered, you're answered. So when you start to question what your purpose is and what it is that you have to offer and share with others, you, you get answered. And at one time for me, that was in corporate America. I was good at my job. I love what I was doing at the time. It was my identity, but then as, as they often do, things change. So how have things changed for you during this time? What has become important? What no longer matters? Are you clear on your next best steps as the door opens to this new chapter? What is left for you to explore? If you're still wondering what it is you're here to do, and you're feeling those synchronicities happening in your own life that are saying this isn't working anymore, asking you to remember and really think about what you're really good at, like at your core, what you love more than anything else, or that makes you smile and feels like you're enjoying your life for a change. Note these things, write them down, keep a journal or say out loud, I keep seeing such and such. I wonder if that's a message. I keep feeling a nudge of such and such. You know, I, I, I keep thinking about this or that. Just pay attention to those things. Write down the themes. See if you can thread through 
those, those things that keep popping up for you and not ignoring them, but moving past those seemingly coincidence, you know, coincidences that happen and wake up to the synchronicities that are actually happening in your life so that you can see the creative and important part that you play in the whole. And again, once you start to question why you're here and there's still time, remember last week's podcast, there's plenty of time when you tell yourself, even if your gremlins are telling you there isn't, but once you start to ask yourself what else there might be for you to do, to know, to offer to the rest of us, you start to see the answers and the solutions popping up everywhere. Remember the ask and you shall receive, search and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you, Proverbs. It's like that. So now moving into the questions of uh, part of the podcast. The first question I got was from a reader, which was, how do we notice encouragement from the universe? And I chose this question from a couple weeks back because it fit into obviously the theme for today. I'm going to give you another example from my life that happened just this past week. My husband and I took a ride after a dream I had to my Nana's old house in the city. It's the setting I used for my young adult novel, The Land of Blue. And we'll drive there sometimes just to see the house and the scene where it all went down. And, um, and you know, that's, again, this is something that we do from time to time. This time though, like I said, I had a specific dream to take a ride and kind of, you know, follow that trail. And so we were parked on the side of the house and my husband said, oh my God, look, there was a white box on the side of the lawn with a zillion bees coming out of it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They have a beehive, these, these new owners of, of the house. And my husband said, no, it's the energy of the bees. And I was like, oh my God, duh. In the land of blue, there's a part where there's a large rectangular box draped with a white sheet filled with the buzzing sound of bees that I use as a metaphor for anxiety. It's the energy of the bees. And the energy of the bees was sitting on the lawn at my grandmother's house, right my grandma's old house, right there, which I knew was a message from the universe as a support of my book and the work that I'm doing. And meanwhile, I didn't even pick up on it at first. It took my husband to bring it to my attention. See, I told you he's come a long way. And we got to meet the owner, which was so cool. And she took us all around to show us all she's done with the house over the past decade. It was a real trip. And it was a treasure hunt that started with a dream to, to head back there and follow it. So so that's what I mean. Like support shows up in different ways. It started as a dream that intrigued me and I followed it. And we ended up there and there's the box on the lawn, the bees and just a, a you know, just a complete sign from my book and, and a connection and and these are the things you can just go, oh, that's interesting, like I did, which is, you know, kind of hilarious, being that how I live my life, according to my dreams. But then waking up past the coincidence and going, oh, like, that's a message. And so when you start to open your eyes, and how you do that is being present, right? So the question is, how do we notice encouragement from the universe? You, you pay attention. You get really present. You look past the bird that shows up at your feet or at just the right time you're thinking of something or, you know, that phone call, or, I mean, I can give you a million examples, just, you, you have them in your own life. Those moments where you just stop and go, Hmm, I wonder if that meant something. Sit with that for a minute and just hold the space and then give it a little fuel, give it a little momentum, because those are the signs, those green lights from the universe, like, yes, you're on the right track. Keep moving forward in this direction. A second question from a client that came up this past week was something, sometimes I feel like I'm making things up in my head and I'm not sure if it's my imagination or it's me wanting something to happen. Yeah, that's a normal part of intuition for sure. 
Um, how I'm going to answer that is in Awakening, my novel about Devon's journey of coming to understand her own intuition. I explain three levels of intuition, and maybe I'll create a podcast of this down the road now that I'm thinking of it, and how to discern and decipher um, these, these examples more in depth. So if there's something that you're wanting to explore deeper, I would guide you to that book, the first book in the series. Um, and I just finished reading the audio, so that for version will be available soon. So stay tuned for that in an upcoming podcast or blog. Um, but I would, again, direct you to the book because it's going to go more in depth about those codes and, um, you know, how to decipher and how to discern these things that possibly happen in your life too. Okay. And the third question was a question that came up with a client last week. How do I navigate moving back into the old way of doing things with the new things I've learned these past, past months during Corona? Great question. I would say have anchors every single day that keep you grounded and moving forward. Meaning if you enjoy taking walks every day with your children or your spouse, or just by yourself, make sure you keep that routine. Even if it's a few times a week, you know, ideally if you were walking every day, try to get up a little earlier and put that into your schedule or close at the end of the night so that you, you know, keep it in there and you, you know, stay true to what you really enjoy during this, this whole, um, this whole time, this whole challenging time. So just make sure you keep it part of your routine. For example, if you also like staying connected again, also, if you like staying connected via FaceTime with family or friends, then obviously we're not going to realistically stick to that same amount of conversation as we move back into normalcy, um, quote unquote normalcy. But, you know, keep one or two conversations going each week with your sister, your cousins, your colleague, so that it helps anchor you as you move forward instead of just catapulting you back into a routine that I'm not sure most of us want entirely anymore or are 100% ready for, really. Um, aspects of it. Yes. I mean, there's so many things obviously that we want to get back to and enjoy and incorporate back into our lives again, but there's been a lot of reflecting and coveted time. So, so take, take some of this with you, make a list maybe of three things that you did that you're like deal breakers. Like I have to have this, you know, game nights with my kids, um, taking a walk, talking to my college friends, you know, every couple of weeks, whatever it is, make a list of the top three things that you don't want to lose and hold them close, not too tight, but hold them close so that you take them with you and move it forward so that they're anchors in each day, in each week, so that you still hold it on to the treasures that you were able to, um, you know, find during this time. And that, so many people are talking about that, you know, the things that they've learned, the things that they've gained, that they really have come to value by having this precious, precious gift of time in reevaluating our lives and what's important. So drop an anchor into every single day as you move forward so that you hold on to that and you'll emerge stronger, more grounded, and I would say, you know, more peaceful and powerful as a result of doing that. So um, take that with you as you return to the wider world. If you liked what you heard today, please hit subscribe and share with your friends. And also please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com. We can also sign up for my blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.